Podcast. I am your host, Michael Anderson. If you're realizing value from our podcast, please subscribe so you don't miss any of the episodes. If you're on a platform that supports a review or rating, go ahead and do that for us also. And thank you so much for supporting the podcast. Why do I keep getting my feelings hurt is our topic for today. We're going to take a look at how this comes to be a part of our adult life. We're going to look at the root causes for hurt feelings. And then we're going to conclude with some actionable steps on things that you can do to correct this. I want you to do this math with me. I'm going to give you two problems. Here goes. One plus one equals, you say the number. Two plus two equals, you say the number. If you said one plus one equals two and two plus two equals four, then you're correct. There's a parallel there and it's this. Someone does something hurtful and that equals we automatically feel hurt. Someone does something hurtful equals we automatically feel hurt. But why? Before we do the why, I just want to share with you that I am a certified life coach. I am not a certified or licensed practitioner in the medical space. And therefore, the content in our podcast is for informational educational purposes only. This is not medical advice. Now, let me get back to the why. We've been raised, most of us, to value the opinions of our direct family members and others that have typical access to us. This is a natural outgrowth of growing up in a family, in an environment surrounded by adults and others that are in what I call authoritative positions or are authoritative figures. Sometimes at school, perhaps it's through extracurricular activities. It could be a portion of one's culture. But nonetheless, when we take a hard look at this, when science takes a hard look at this, we have this need to be approved. The people around us give us the base set. And let's talk about the base set for just a moment, because this is really important that you get this. It won't be the first time that you've heard me say it. If we're going to focus on mindset, we most certainly need to make this point. When you're born, you don't have a moral compass. You're a clean slate. You're sort of like a brand new computer. And when you're a brand new computer, you don't even have an operating system. So no Windows, no Mac, no applications. You can turn it on, but it won't do anything. Well, over the course of that first seven years of your life, you're on automatic record to create a base, to create a moral compass, to put in place a foundation from which you will then begin to build upon. Age seven, you now have an operating system. You can turn that computer on and you can do some real basic stuff. And then ages seven through 21, principally. That's when you validate all the things that you've learned as a kid. They get sort of etched in and become permanently a part of your subconscious programming. And in our computer analogy, 
now you have a host of software programs that you can call upon to do things without you having to think about it. The subconscious sub means under. So this is one tick under your conscious mind in your conscious mind. That's where you do all of your feelings and you process information. That's where all manner of thinking takes place where you're doing your analysis and your reasoning, right? That's how you're situationally aware of the things that's going on around you. But it represents 5% of your mental capacity. Where's the other 95%? Good question. It's the subconscious mind. The subconscious mind is super duper powerful. It's that 95% of your brain that handles everything all of your bodily functions, your eating, your breathing, your digestion, as it pertains to hurt feelings. This is also the center where stored experiences and reactions are recorded and tucked away in a vehicle we call memory. The subconscious has a job. His job is to make your mental processing quicker and to help you categorize new experiences quickly by overlaying past experiences and past reactions with what's going on right now. Okay, this is the mechanism that has taken place that has laid down the base image or in our analogy various applications in your subconscious mind that operate automatically to aid you. But in this case, they might not be aiding you. They may be doing just the opposite with this whole hurt feeling scenario. Let's now take a look at some of the root causes of hurt feelings. The reason why we automatically feel hurt is this. We believe that the other person's opinion or voice is true to form and it has greater significance than how we feel about ourselves. Their idea of us supersedes our own beliefs. If you're going, man, I don't think that's wise. I don't think that's a good move. You're right. And that's why we're going to deal with this today so you can get free from this. Feeling hurt can be caused by other emotions that maybe you've avoided or didn't even know you needed to deal with. What comes to mind are things like anger, anxiety, betrayal, critical thinking, guilt, rejection, sadness, or shame. It can also be caused by unmet needs like the need for acceptance, appreciation, approval, praise and recognition hurt feelings come from hurt thoughts hurt feelings come from hurt thoughts where do these hurt thoughts come from they come from the subconscious mind they come from our memory and as i shared with you what is taking place is the subconscious mind is looking at the present situation and is saying hey i've seen this before this looks like these memories. We know that if it's a good situation, they're going to come in with real high energy 
to really lift you up and help you feel really good. But in this case, because your feelings got hurt, there's pain associated with that. So here comes that rush of pain. And God forbid that you've experienced this for a long duration. That becomes a difficult state to live free in. Often our sense of self depends on the image others have of us. If that holds true, when someone we hold in high esteem and high authority or is an authoritative figure, if they judge us, if they reject us, that's probably going to hurt our feelings. If we're not in a position to really understand who we are, if we're in a position where their voice is more powerful than how we feel about ourselves. Sometimes we enter automatically into a pattern of reaction with equal hurt and pain to the last time we felt this type of event. There's a window between stimulus and response or said differently, the time between the emotional trigger and our reaction. That's a decision point that if you're not mindful if you're not focused on the now, you will miss this opportunity and this thing will go full cycle and blow up like a mushroom really, really fast. Family, it's important that we learn or come to understand the things that are our triggers. Deciding to react is a choice. Or as I like to say and have just said, it's a decision point. If you can catch yourself right at the point where you feel the stimulus, where you feel your state change. If you're operating like me in a position of love, joy and peace throughout the day and you drop down to one of those feelings that I told you about earlier, anger, anxiety, betrayal, critical thinking, guilt rejection, sadness, shame, you're going to feel in your body a huge change. And it's right between stimulus and response where there's got to be an adjustment made. And the adjustment that you're going to make is what we're going to talk about next. How do I fix this so that you become self-aware You've got to do something like meditation as an example. Becoming mindful is to know thyself and to become aware of those triggers. When I first started to sit down and I told myself, I'm going to sit here for 20 minutes and I'm going to concentrate on a particular topic. And that would be maybe it was listening to something outside my window Maybe it was listening to the air that was flowing through the HVAC system, whatever I selected for the day. Everything that popped in my head that wanted to grab my attention and place it somewhere else, I became aware of those things. Do you do that for a period of three, four, five weeks? You get really good at it. And the cooler part of this is it translates to real life. You're in a heated discussion at your job with one of your coworkers. 
You feel your inner temperature starting to rise. You feel your old nature coming up with great precision like an orchestra leader. You sense that and you're able to start having some positive self-talk with yourself so that you don't respond, so that you don't react. Meditation is key. The next thing is once you're able to understand what's going on, that decision point that I told you about, you have to seize that. This is going to require self-discipline because your old nature is going to want to react. What you're having to do, like I sat myself down, I said, no, you're going to sit here for 20 minutes. You can go and check your email. You can go and eat. You can go and do your exercise after that. But right now, you're going to sit down here for 20 minutes. When you take control over your mind like that, then you're building the block that you need for this step here, which is once you notice you're in this strange place, when you're in this low level vibration, you've got to go, oh, something not good is getting ready to play out. I'm not doing that today. I'm sticking to my script. I'm remaining in a position of love, joy and peace no matter what. No, I'm not going to respond. You got to seize that decision. Another component that you're going to have to get used to doing is being kind to yourself. Positive self-talk. When those automatic negative thoughts, ants start running around in your head, you're going to acknowledge them. You're not going to deny them. But what you're going to speak is whatever they're saying, you're going to speak the opposite. So early on, I used to have a problem with being patient. I just wanted to move swiftly. And then I began telling myself, we do not have to move at that rate. We have to move at a rate that is commensurate with success and thoroughness. If we can't do that, then we simply shouldn't do it. And I said that over and over and over to myself until I took that program that I didn't like and replaced it with a program that I did like. You're going to need to spend time alone by yourself getting to know you. You want to document your strengths and your weaknesses. And in the event that someone says something that is hurtful, that attempts to trigger you, you've already written it down. Now this thing that may have been tucked away back in the dark, unresolved, unmet need, whatever it is, now it's on paper. You're looking at it a, on a regular basis. So then it's very easy to talk to yourself and say, you know what? I was aware of that. And even though that might have a little bit of truth in it, that's not my end state. I'm currently working on that. And therefore, I'm not going to be triggered. You see how this works? See how all of these work together? Now, I'm going to throw a monkey wrench in this. And I know some people are probably going to send me a DM on this one, but... You need to change your diet, too. I used to eat a diet that was very, very high in protein and carbohydrates. I felt like crap mostly all of the time. I got put on high blood pressure medicine. I said I didn't want to take the pill. I said, tell me what I need to do so I don't have to take the pill. And they said, you need to ditch sugar. You need to ditch soda. You need to ditch packaged goods. You need to ditch dairy and all that barbecuing you used to do. Cut it out. 
you need to now do fish, turkey, chicken, and high-quality grass-fed beef and bison. And guess what? I don't have to take a pill anymore. There was a study done, and it found that people who have clean diets consisting mainly of whole unprocessed foods, this can help serious disorders and symptoms such as depression and anxiety by up to 50%. Just simply changing your diet, getting the inflammation out of your body. The last one is journaling. I got journaling from my daughter. She has always been a journaler. I felt like when she was young, it was an outlet for her, a way for her to release from the things that she would experience as, you know, a teenager. So I started journaling and I noticed right away when I looked at my day and I looked at what I did well against what I didn't do so well, I started to see patterns, family. There's a whole lot of good data in pattern recognition. We just did a whole video on that. It's a fantastic topic. It's getting a tremendous amount of downloads. Take a look at that. In journaling, it's a way for you to confront all of those things that you had not confronted. It's a way for you to share with a high degree of transparency without involving another person. It's just you and the book and the pen. And you're able to gain a tremendous amount of clarity. You can reframe all sorts of topics. It'll teach you what things are really bothering you if you're tenacious enough to add all of that content in your journaling session. It's a tremendous tool. I highly recommend that you adopt it. Family, today we talked about why do you keep getting your feelings hurt? And you keep getting your feelings hurt because... People's opinion of you could be greater than how you feel about yourself. Their voice may be stronger than your own voice. You may have unresolved issues that you haven't contended with, or you may have needs that have not been met. If you will do these things in the how to fix it section, meditate, change your decision making, exercise positive self-talk, Get to know yourself, change your diet and journal. You'll be positioned to undo this situation so that you can be free from it. When you become free from hurt feelings and you get to a point where you can stop caring how people feel and how you feel they may feel, this level of living alone will get rid of a tremendous amount of noise in your life and most certainly will contribute to the success that lies ahead in your future. That's going to conclude this episode. Thank you for your time and attention. As an administrative note, we're changing the episode release day from Monday, Wednesday, Friday to Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday so that we can reach more people and change more lives. We do ask that you share this podcast with your friends and family and co-workers. Tag me on IG if you want to communicate with me in any way, shape or form. I want to remind you that you are enough. You can do it. And you 
are uniquely equipped to realize your goals. Until next time, take care and be safe.